Hi! Hello! Welcome! Have you heard the good news about the BBC releasing their free audio library? No, I was going to ask you if you'd heard the good news about me finishing my finals. Oh, nice! Congrats. (laughs) Um, Thank you. In fact, here I'm going to play a celebrity. I'm going to edit in a celebratory noise from the BBC's free audio library. That's very sexy. So the the BBC has released the their like I guess it maybe it was the BBC Radio. I need to double check. Released their sound library of like millions of sounds gathered over the years to make their content and it's now free for anybody who wants it to use it um so okay that's so cool though i thought for our intro we could just come up with obscure sound effects and then later i could try and go find them and edit them in Ooh, ooh, i like that i like that a lot hang on i've got to close out all of my um my various windows from all of my exams because they're making my computer fan go <sighs> actually put in a sound of a computer fan. <laughs> Rad. Oh, it's um, over 16,000 sound effects, not a million, but that's, that's so still cool. a lot. Um, well, I, the, you can't find a sound effect for this unless it's directly from the horse's mouth, which luckily for you, it is. I'm Sophia. I use she, her pronouns. I'm Kat. I use they, them pronouns. Um, oh, I was also going to say I'm um, drinking coffee today, but it is decaf because caffeine makes my tummy hurt. And we're recording in like, we're recording at like 12 in the afternoon. So we're going to be snappy today. Whitty. No waiting through molasses for us. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. We're both drinking coffee. My favorite thing this to is, do. Um, oh, go for it. Oh, so I was um, studying for one of my exams, and my mom happened to be making latkes in the other room, and my, in the other room, like, it's not the fucking kitchen. Um, Mm -hmm. She's actually making latkes in our laundry room. Interesting choice. (laughs) With the dryer? Uh, Yeah, our our dryer gets so hot that you can actually (laughs) fry, um, you can get oil hot enough, anyway. Jesus, where is this bit going? No, but my my brother brought me in a latke while I was studying, and one of my friends who I was studying with was like, can I have a bite? And I did that thing where I just held it up to the camera, and the person's like, ah, and they open their mouth. That's my favorite thing to do over Zoom. I have a really good article for this week. Hell yeah. Um, Oh, I I was going to share. So I just looked at the BBC thing. And it's for personal or educational use, so um, we can't just edit them willy-nilly into our podcast. Could it be? Could this podcast... We have to come to a... This is an important question, Kat. Oh, shit. This window's locked. I have to open it up. I got hot. Um, We are a news podcast. Could we be considered educational? I mean, our show is very educational, but using it for educational... uh, for educational purposes, means using it in a school project. Aww. So. <laughs> um, Never mind. I'm going to put instead 
actual fr- like something from freesound.org which is more limited but actually free um good plan oh but i was gonna share a fun fact um Ooh. which is in the same realm as your previous fun facts in that my fun fact is i woke up this morning with my mouth tasting like blood oh no <laughs> Um, so yesterday, I locked myself out, and I did not have... I went downstairs to get a package. I live in an apartment building, and I locked myself out of the building by mistake, um, and I did not have my phone on me. So oh, no. at, like, 7 p.m. last night, I, like, I tried all the doors. I hit some of my neighbor's buzzers to see if anybody would let me in. I, like knocked on the door a little bit i walked around the building a couple times i waited to see if anyone would show up and i came to the conclusion that i needed to go find help and my method of doing so was to walk to where my sister and her girlfriend are which is about half a mile uphill from here and it was 30 degrees out and i was wearing a t-shirt jeans and crocs no socks Oh no, cat. And I have asthma. <laughs> oh no, cat. But it I I mean I got to there. I got to where they are. I asked for help and they gave me a ride home and let me in cuz they have a spare key. Um <clears throat> It's a good thing that they live so close to you. Yeah. Just a half mile. I would have driven out to to you. I wouldn't have been helpful. Yeah. I appreciate that. Wait, could you not have gone in your car? No, cuz I didn't have my keys. Oh, right. You didn't have- that's the whole point of this story oh god yeah that was literally my first thought was like maybe this is the one time i forgot to lock my car it wasn't (laughs) ouch my god i don't know what i would have done if i got into my car without my car keys but it would have been slightly warmer like my car i have a blanket and some gloves stashed in yeah. I not have my glove snow box. boots in my car. Um, my gloves, fun fact, they're stashed in the seat pocket behind my seat, not in the glove box. Oh. Because why would you put things where they're supposed to go? Yeah, but I've had a dry, raspy cough pretty much since 7 p.m. last night. Um, and I have asthma. Oh, no. And so sometimes my mouth just tastes like blood. <laughs> Oh, oh, who doggy? Um, the I good also news have a... is, because this is a good news podcast. I got myself a fancy pack of William Sonoma Nespresso cups because I so um my grandfather passed away and had like three coffee machines for no explicable reason and nobody wanted the really old Nespresso machine so it's mine now. Um. Anyway. Does it make coffee the same way it used to? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Does that matter? I mean, it doesn't. The one thing is it doesn't take a lot of the modern pods, so I have to get them from special places like William-Sonoma, which is where I got the the holiday trio of Nespresso pods. And I'm Mm. already, this was like a week ago, I'm already out of peppermint mocha. (laughs) I'm currently drinking a Nespresso espresso. Nice. Um, this episode I, not sponsored not by Nespresso. Um, Although, if they'd like to, if they want to send me coffee, sure. 
listen, um, not going to say no. Just make yeah. sure mine's decaf because, like I said earlier, caffeine makes my tummy hurt. Mm. Caffeine helps my tummy. I'm not going to get into it, but I have digestive tract issues. And one thing that, like, keeps me from feeling nauseous all the time is having coffee every day. You can do the math to figure out how it does that. Um. It's the exact opposite for me. Isn't that fun? Well, it's the, it's not the coffee. It's not the coffee part of the coffee. It's the caffeine part of the coffee. Because I asked my dad, who is a medical professional, he's a psychiatrist, but he knows doctor things. He went to medical school. He's a doctor. (laughs) Sorry, dad, if you ever hear this, I don't mean to like, whatever. Um, I asked my dad, I was like, Dad, in in a very Jewish American princess way, I was like, Dad, I like coffee, but it makes my tummy hurt. What do I do? He was like, just don't drink, drink it with caffeine. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, it's the caffeine that makes people's tummy hurt or the acidity. But you've drunk coffee for years and it's never made you nauseous before now with the new and, and you're on like meds and shit. So try drinking it without the caffeine. And so we're trying today. It's an experiment. Also, one of my plants is sick. Hmm. I what, think. What? What's up with it? I don't know. I'm taking it to the garden center today to um. One have sec. Them... There's a. Oh boy, I heard that. I'm taking him to the garden center today and having them take a look at him. I think he needs to be repotted in like different, less porous soil or something, mm. or he needs fertilizer. He's a pothos, which are literally the easiest plants to take care of. They're supposed to be like, you water them, and like that's it. But um, he's struggling. It's Vinny. It's one of my um, my three plants that I got last year are all named after. They're all members of the Italian mob. I have Vinny, Louie, and Joey. Incredible. One of our friends has a story from her freshman year of college that I think about anytime somebody talks about plants, which is the dorm that she was living in apparently had, like, a limit on, like, how many living things you could have in your dorm. That's weird. Wait, which friend is this? Um, she goes to music school. Um, Oh, I don't think I know this story. So she, uh, for, uh, I'm trying to, I don't remember the, like, the actual reason, but she got called into, like, the head of, like, student affairs or, like, basically the person in, like, not the head of student. Residential life? Not housing, but, like. Okay. Because her school is small enough that they don't have a, a whole housing department, but the department that handles, like. I don't even know, but she got, basically she got called in as a witness in some, uh, like, argument between people that was getting out of hand, but she thought she had been called in because she had too many 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 illegal plants in her dorm. That's hysterical. And she was like, oh my god, they found out about my plants. What am I going to do? I can't get rid of them. That's I so love them. In, that's what so in to character. Choose? That's so unbelievably in character. And instead, they were like, hey, what the fuck is going on with these people? <laughs> Which I'm that's sure really is exactly funny. what this college adult said. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um. 
Should we get to some news? Oh, yeah, probably. I should probably go first, right? Okay. Because you're doing like a lightning round of like a bunch of different I do want to do I... a lightning round for the middle bit. I also have something for the middle bit. Ooh. So if you want to do a lightning round for your part, I'm okay with that. I do have an article, but we can do like, I can do a skim the, we can do my article real quick and then get okay. into the lightning round. Okay. So I'm sure you ha- heard I think it was, like, last week or something, or the week before that, um, Disney announced all of their, like, new movies and stuff mm-hmm. and, like, TV shows, and the, one of these TV shows is about Obi-Wan Kenobi. I believe it is called Kenobi, right? I don't know what it's called. I just heard that it was happening, and I I'm heard sure who's this article will, I'm sure this article will tell us what it's called. So, when the announcement was made... They said that principal photography for Kenobi, for Star Wars, Kenobi, begins shooting in London at the end of January, and in the middle of February, it begins filming in Boston. Mm. And people here in the Boston area lost their damn minds. I believe that. Until, until they realized that it's filming in Boston, England. What? (laughs) Which is just outside of London and is where Disney Studios, I believe, has all of their Star Wars stuff. It's their giant, it's where all of, like, the Star Wars properties are filmed for Mm -hmm. the most part. Or at least all of, like, the ones that aren't, like, on the location. Um, So, in an article from the Boston Globe by Steve Anner, Star Wars is filming in Boston. Boston, England, that is. In a mix-up about the new series from the George Lucas universe, shooting here in New England led to some viral chatter last week before it was eventually corrected. And I will read you some of the tweets that got tweeted because they're hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, this article begins, The Force will not be with us after all. Last week, after Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence excited fans while filming a scene for their movie for their latest movie at South Station, the news broke that another big production could be could soon be coming to Boston. Star Wars Kenobi, starring Ewan McGregor, was reportedly set to arrive in the wintry city, like Luke Skywalker exploring the planet of Hoth. Incredible. But people's dreams of McGregor, who plays Obi-Wan Kenobi, sipping on Dunk's coffee (laughs) in between lightsaber fighting scenes were soon dashed when the film industry website had originally announced that the legendary film series would be coming to a region admittedly, uh, a region admitted to a slight geographic mix-up. They meant the other Boston. You know, the one that Boston is named after in England. Oh, I guess that I didn't sense. even realize. I didn't even know. You, you know? Mean, I, I just had to, like, actively bite down on the my, like, strong New England roots from saying, yeah, because ours is better. Nobody thinks <laughs> about the other one because ours is better. Well, yeah. Is, How you like them apples? Come on. Um... Yeah, the confusion started when the film industry, film and television industry alliance production 
tracking website, ProductionList.com, listed that the latest Star Wars installment was slated to shoot in Boston, Massachusetts, and London on January 4th. Probably because nobody thinks about the other Boston. Probably. <laughs> the because listing was quickly picked up. Yeah, it is. We have, uh-uh. we have Dunkin' Donuts. Um, we have Mike's Pastry. We have the other one, too. You know that other pastry shop that people talk about? Modern Pastry, I think. Oh, yeah. It's very good. Um, The listing was picked up by CBS Boston and a few other outlets, setting off a fervor of what would be of what it would be like to have the Lucas side Luke <laughs> of what it would be like to have George Lucas's sci-fi franchise film in New England. Does Obi-Wan slay a bunch of Tuscan raiders for parking their speeder in his spot in the spot he shoveled out after a sandstorm despite clearly marking it with a space saver one asked after the story <laughs> was tweeted by a news station um the the fuss is wicked strong with ya kid another chimed in some of these tweets are truly ah they're truly they're so good um, people started creating memes of the bearded McGregor holding a lightsaber while standing in front of the Sitco sign with the words, may the force be witcha, um, floating over his head. Another person edited, uh, uh, made an edited movie clip that spliced together scenes from Star Wars and Martin Scorsese's movie, The Departed. By the next day, the new the the television series might be filmed in Boston had even reached the desk of the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. The comedian uh, and talk show host tweeted a video that showed Star Wars that showed clips of Star Wars characters set to a Cheers-like theme song. He also talked about about it during his monologue. Kenobi is filming in Boston next month, he wrote. We have an exclusive preview of the opening credits, followed by said, uh, I don't want to play it because it'll fuck up my audio, Mm -hmm. but I've watched it. It is, in fact, clips of Star Wars set to the Cheers song, like a parody of the Cheers song. Mm -hmm. Um, But not long after the initial story was reported, some skepticism arose, and soon after the rumors were were dispelled. Uh, Megan Johnson tweeted, So I know we've all been seeing that WBZ story, but one of my best, one of my best sources on sets thinks he's actually, thinks this is actually meant to be Boston, Lincolnshire, England, not Massachusetts. Not confirmed, but would have been nice to see you in Stroll, Walston Beach. Yeah. Um, as of Monday, ProductionList.com says Star Wars Kenobi, which is in pre-production, would be filming in Boston, England, United Kingdom. Roughly mm. six, a six-hour plane ride from Logan, or where the tea was dumped into the harbor in defiance of British rule. Incredible. The Alliance did not e- immediately return a request for comment about the mix-up. Um, a summary about the Disney Plus series on the Television and Film Industry Alliance website describes it as taking place on Tatooine, a desert planet in the galaxy's outer rim. We all know where Tatooine is, and if you don't, okay, cool. Whatever. I mean, you've... There is... I guess, 
I guess Riley's never seen a Star She's never seen any of the Star Wars properties. I asked her about this, like, a while ago. Do you know I what the very she... first Star Wars property I ever saw was? Was it the Christmas special? Yes, it was. Oh, boy-ski. Um, just Google the Star Wars Christmas special. You can't find the full version anywhere because there's copyrighted music in it. Um, and George <sighs> Lucas has tried to personally destroy every copy of it. But we know a guy. <laughs> we we have sources. Um, the should we explain or just leave uh, it at that? <laughs> let's just say it's one of uh, one of our teachers from high school. From high school, um, has a supply. Has a he source. recorded it on VHS when it first yeah. aired. Yeah, I think that's even funnier than anything anyone else could think of. Yes, the fact that I he agree. just recorded it on VHS the first time it aired, not and then knowing, kept it. not knowing what would happen. Basically, it it was it so was bad. so bad. It was so bad that George Lucas, who had sold the rights to ABC or NBC, one of the TV C's, networks, one of the networks, had sold the rights to Star Wars. This was right after A New Hope, um, mm. and before they had set said whether or not there were going to be more movies. Yep. Um, he sold the rights to one of the TV networks, and they turned Star Wars into a variety show. Now, the, the thing is, it wouldn't have been great no matter what, but Mark Hamill had just gotten into a car crash and was in recovery, both in physical therapy and on a lot of pain medications. And this was also at the height of Carrie Fisher's cocaine addiction. And it's her also... eyes. I was going to say, her eyes don't point in the same direction the entirety of the time she's on screen. But you know what? She's we valid and we Fisher. love her. We love Carrie Fisher. Um, this the, is also the time I feel she was like the most important Ford. thing, actually, about this, though, is not uh, the state of the cast, but in fact, the fact that this was during the writer's strike. So no professional writers worked on this film. I forgot about that. Which is why the first, I shit you not, half hour of this film is in uncaptioned uh, Wookiee. Oh my god. To get I... out of having to write words for the first half hour of this movie, it's and just in Wookiee. That, it's no Chewbacca's captions. family. Chewbacca has a son. And a wife. Yeah. And a weird, creepy father-in-law? Yeah. Father-in-law? Father? No idea. Who's to say? Who's to say? Also the first canonical appearance of Boba Fett. Yeah. In animation. In rebel propaganda. Mm-hmm. Which is not... He wasn't. <laughs> I don't remember. Um. Yeah. Um, yep. Such notable parts of this special include the friend song where everyone yells every time somebody says friend. Um, and it happens like 57 times during the song. Um, the LSD chair. Oh, my God. Which is a chair that Grandpa Chewbacca sits in and then has hallucinations of mostly naked women. Um, yep. God. The very small band that sits on a table and performs. The cooking show? 
I forgot about the cooking show. Stir, Who's whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Um, who is it? It's the guy from Blazing Saddles. That's who that is. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, you get my my typing sounds. Um. I'm sorry that we totally derailed this episode to talk about this, but it's very important and also seasonally appropriate. Yeah, um, Harvey Corman. Mm. What else happens? Uh, also, Jefferson Starship. Oh yeah, um, Carrie Fisher sings a song about not Christmas, and it's beautiful, honestly. About Life Day. Life Day, that's what it is. Yep. Inexplicably, everyone is there. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Um, the funny, so I will continue to do some, some description. We're basically at the end of this article. Um, so... Of course, the news that the series won't be shot here in January, after all, left some fans feeling a bit deflated. Like San Holo. (laughs) Han Solo. (laughs) Um, When he's betrayed by Lando. Um, We went from a galaxy wicked far, far away to um, a galaxy rather away, rather far away indeed. Quite fast, one person lamented on Twitter. Um, here are some of the funny responses to the original announcement. So, um, you know, it, in, one of the characters in The Mandalorian um, is played by Bill Burr, who's from Boston. That's his, like, thing. Um, I don't... He's fine. I don't know how I feel about Bill Burr. He's fine. Um, but somebody took his action figure. He plays Mayfield. Somebody took his action figure and wrote, um, fucking Star Wars on it. Um, I believe it's actually his Dunkin' Donuts action figure. Of course. Or maybe they made a Dunkin' Donuts action figure. No, it's clearly a fan-made Dunkin' Donuts action figure. I saw a poem. Oh, I, somebody was reciting a poem about Boston on uh, TikTok the other day, and I lost my mind. I think I sent it to you. I but think there you was, did, too. there was something about getting into a fight outside of a Dunkin' Donuts that really... Mm. So good. Um, you know that line from The Force Awakens where Ray says, I never knew there was so much green in the whole world, in the whole galaxy? Well, Isn't somebody took monster? that... Yes, it is! Yes! <laughs> You betcha. Um, you betcha. You betcha. Some, here's another one. These are all, like, in response to WBZ Boston tweeting that it's reportedly set to film next, reportedly set to film in Boston next month. Um, somebody tweeted, uh, the X-Wings entering um, Big Dig Tunnel to destroy Seaport is going to be wicked awesome. Um, somebody also tweeted, these ain't the droids you're looking for. A lot of, a lot of Boston accent jokes. Um, hang on, there was one that I saw. Um. You know what I think about a lot? Oh, old Ben Kenobi? Yeah, he's my friggin' cousin, dude. Real piece of crap. Owes me about 50 bucks, but wicked cool guy otherwise. Incredible. I think 
all of the Global funniest fit. jokes about Boston were made by Stephen Colbert after uh, a very bad event. But he was like, the people of Boston... After the mar- after the- it was just after the marathon bombing. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, the-, the people of Boston are so strong. They've been sitting in traffic for 10 years. They're just getting home to dinner now. Somebody tweeted, I always, <laughs> I always wanted to hear the Dropkick Murphys soundtrack played as the background music for a lightsaber duel. Uh, um, you know who else makes really funny Boston jokes? Who? Chris Fleming. Yeah. I got to see Chris Fleming live. It was really good. Um, um What was I going to say? Oh, I worked in a sports bar. Sports bar nearish like not in Boston but like in the Boston area. And every single day, I thought about Chris Fleming's uh, jokes about Boston-area sports bars. <laughs> Somebody tweeted Mark Wahlberg getting in the face of, of a rookie Jedi, Jedi. Who do you think you are, Freaking Yoda? Incredible. Yo, Vader, say hi to your mother for me. These tweets are really, really, they're really good tweets. Also, I've gotten some feedback about the show. My friend likes that we have, um, when we say, if you were going to sponsor the podcast, this is where you would go. And um, let's move swiftly into the middle bit. Okay. Unless you have, unless you have anything more to say about about um, Star Wars. And, you know, I know last week we were talking, last week in, in our now deleted, our now secret episode... <laughs> The hidden episode. The hidden episode. I did, I do believe I talked about how I was thinking so much about The Mandalorian and Pedro Pascal that I couldn't get work done. (laughs) And I feel like that's important for me to say again, because it's, it's true. I really enjoy The Mandalorian. I'm shameless about it. I think it's really fun. Um, And I was reading about why, about how so many people have a crush on the Mandalorian and Pedro Pascal thinks that's really weird. (laughs) And people were like, listen, it's just because they know somebody who is like interviewing him. They were like, it's just because they know it's you under there. And he was like, oh, that's very nice. And I was like, well, yeah, that's the reason why. I mean, first of all, it's Pedro Pascal under there. And second of all, he's clearly like a like a, a good dad. No, I was going to say like the the kind of guy you can take home to your family. <laughs> okay. I don't I I've get... never seen the Mandalorian. I just know he's a good dad to baby Yoda and that's he the is... kind of guy you want to bring home. He is a good dad to baby Yoda. He has a code, you know? Also, have you seen that post about how Mandalor the Mandalorians are basically like space Jews? I have not. Um, they wear a head covering, they, um, you can be born into it, or you can convert, and they were hunted almost to an exti- to extinction by a group of people called stormtroopers. So, uh, yeah, I told my mom that joke and she went, ooh. Your mother? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, Mom, can you close the door? I realize it's open. 
Thank you. She was walking by. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't ask someone to come all the way. Um it's not like I would call somebody from all the way across the house to do something that is ten feet away from me. Like me calling my brother upstairs uh, two nights ago to ask him to get a pillow for me off the couch while I was having an existential crisis on the floor. I mean, that's understandable. You were having an existential crisis. I've had multiple... F- oh my god, my stupid landline. We have a landline. Can you believe that? Yes. Can you believe that? I still know the, the phone number for your parents' landline for your house. I don't know if it's... It hasn't changed. Oh, great. If I'm ever really in trouble and for some reason my mother isn't picking up, nobody's home at my house. There's like a 50% chance during a crisis if I didn't have like my contact list that I would call you because your number is one digit off from my dad's cell phone number. Your cell phone number is one digit off from my dad's cell phone number. That's easy to remember. I think I remember yours because I called it. We, do you remember back in the day in, like, fourth and fifth grade when we would just talk for hours on the phone? Yes. Even though we literally lived, like, 200 feet away from each other? My mom would be like, get off the phone and go for a walk. And I'd be like, no, it's raining. Listen, we have important things to discuss. We have important fifth grade. I can't come to the, I can't talk to you right now. I'm doing hot girl shit. <laughs> Hot Girl Shit in Question is recording a podcast with my friend. Oh, my coffee's cold. Um, I have seen the the hot girl shit memes. The, the ones that are hot they them shit are always about having an existential crisis on the floor. <laughs> Listen, I've had like three in the last four days and my brother has been doing this thing, which honestly, I, I think I appreciate it. Um... But he's been doing this thing when I've been having an ex- a floor crisis mm-hmm. where he will pile all of the pillows and blankets that are in the immediate vicinity on top of me. Oh, that's very sweet. Um, and at first I was not thrilled about it because I just wanted to have my floor time. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to have my existential crisis on the floor. But then, then I, I, I was okay. It's cozy. That's my cat on top of me. Nice. an existential crisis on the floor. My cat's new favorite thing to do is, I don't know what happened, because I was definitely asleep, but uh, my cat, whenever she is trying to sleep on my bed, won't be anywhere near my legs, and I am very afraid that at some point I punted her off the bed, because I'm a thrasher. (laughs) (laughs) My cat... I think he's come to accept it. I don't usually kick him. I usually, like, he sits in, when he doesn't sit up near my head, he sits in the corners of my bed. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, on the side. So I'm not worried I've ever, like, really punted him off. But. Oh, but but when she she is on my bed and feels like snuggling, she loves to, only when I'm laying on my side, curl up on top of my hip. So I'm like on my side and there's a cat just on my hip. I saw a TikTok today of a a teacher rating um, students' responses to why they were so late for class. Yes. And one of them was, one of them was, I'm sorry I'm late. I was doing hot girl shit. 
And that came from um, one of the like lacrosse bros in this this teacher's class. And the other my other favorite one was sorry my cat was sitting in my chair and I didn't want to move him, which like yeah. Yeah, I, my I favorite was that. I'm making pulled pork. It was seven in the morning. <laughs> I also really appreciated the sorry I'm late. Time isn't real anymore, which is we've all been accurate. There. Speaking of time, yeah, we're like forty minutes into recording. We should probably <laughs> yeah, get whatever. to the middle bit. We should probably get to the middle bit. Um, this week's episode, if you would like to sponsor us, this is where your sponsorship would go. But this week we are sponsored by water. Everybody drink your water. Drink water. It's good for you. Um, also, this is where we, we promote our network. Um, we are on the... We ha- are starting the Tangents Only Network, which should be tons of fun. Because um, oh, it's TLN, Tangents Only Network. I get network. it. I get it. You can send us emails uh, to tangentsonly at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tangentsonly. Um, Hell yeah. Also, you can follow this show at HYHTGN Podcast on Twitter or send us emails with your own good news or good news articles. HYHTGN Podcast at gmail.com. There we go. And in our article for the middle bit, freakishly large goldfish found in South Carolina Lake. I've seen a picture of this goldfish. It's huge. I well, I think that's the only time that a middle bit has shocked me into silence. <laughs> I just, I'm so intrigued. I'm so amused. How it's did it get pounds. so big? Holy shit. Okay, wait. Do you not know this about goldfish? This The fact that I'm about to share? Probably not. Okay, goldfish are one of those animals. I believe like certain types of... I don't know. I I only for sure know that goldfish will only grow. They'll grow as large as their enclosure. Oh, my God. Which is so why cool. we always see really small goldfish, because usually their enclosures are the size of a fish tank. But if you release a goldfish or it somehow gets into, like, the a river system... Hang on, I'm going to put this article in the I know chat. this isn't how it works, but you, you said if it gets into a river system, and now I'm just imagining, like, a really, really long goldfish. <laughs> you should go look at the picture of him. We're not supposed to get additional context. No, but it's worth it. I do want to Don't look, look at, at anything else. You have to see a picture of him, though, because he's it's huge. It's loading. He's huge. It's not loading. It's refusing to load. There we go. Well, Oh my! Yeah, it's a nine. It's a fucking nine-pound goldfish. Ah, now I really want goldfish. Snack. I was gonna sing it, but they're not a sponsor, so we're not gonna. I I was gonna say, I was like, can we sing it, or will we get copyrighted? I'm sure we wouldn't get copyrighted, but they're not a sponsor, so I'm not gonna sing their slogan. Oh Um, yeah, good point. Goldfish, if you'd like to sponsor us. He's so big. He's really big, and he's still really orange. Yeah, so if a goldfish gets into, like, a lake or a river, they will just grow until they die. They'll just, like, keep getting bigger, which is why, like, the the world's, like, hang on, I used to know this fact. Um, world's 
Not world's largest dog. Gold fish? Not goldfish cracker. Oh, oh my god. The world's largest goldfish is owned by y Yoris Gildsteber and measured 18.7 inches from snout to tail end um. in the Netherlands. This thing is fucking huge. His name is Carassus Art 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 Artus Artus. So, um, you probably know this, but uh, like. I guess not like goldfish, but in a similar vein to goldfish. Bruce, um, his name is, this one's name is, I'm looking at an article that's the sixth largest goldfish in the world from largest.org. Incredible. And one of them is named Bruce. That's so good. Um, but I don't know if you know this, but unless they are killed, lobsters will live pretty much indefinitely. They don't die of old age or anything. And they yep. also grow for their whole lives. Mm -hmm. um, which is why you get lobsters the size of people, like the size of your torso. Oh, hang on. I didn't know that. I mean, the, you, they're really hard to find because lobster are, um, the lobsters that you fish tend to be younger. <gasps> you okay? Cat, get the fuck out of here. What? This is horrific. <laughs> I no. You know that no. I love to I love to think about and be terrified of megafauna. We've talked about this before. No, 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 no. I hate big ocean bug. <laughs> Have you seen no. the, the Nova Scotian one? No. Can I no. Send you a no. No. No, 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 no. No, what? Something should not be that big. I'm sorry, it's a bug from the bottom of the ocean. It should not. It should not be able to, like, if you put that claw around my neck, it could snap your neck off. That could decapitate someone. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. That could feed a family for a month. Yeah. P probably not. But like a week at least. He Holy big. He got lots of meat. With if you put if you made a if you made him into lobster rolls, that could probably feed a family for a month. Yeah, that's a good point. <gasps> Thirty-five pounds. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. There's also a giant lobster statue in Canada, but that's not what I'm talking about. Have you seen pictures of old-timey lobsters? No. Hang on. What if I just Googled old, old-timey lob... When we have merch, we should just have one that says typing noises. Yeah. Wait, I don't know what's special about old-timey lobsters. Well, there's... So there's a picture of a lobster from 1915 next to a, a, a young boy... There's two <gasps> lobsters. Did you see it? Wait. No, I'm just seeing a picture of Lobster Boy, who I guess was a person with a hand deformity. Um, I, you know, Cat, 
as somebody as as two people who are avid viewers of um aquatic disaster movies why hasn't there been one about lobsters i'm sure there has and i i think we need to watch it hang on i'm gonna look up killer lobster movie Oh, the Lobster Man from Mars from 1989. He was murdered? Sorry, I... You remember what I said about Lobster Boy who had a hand deformity? Yeah. I guess I guess he was murdered? There's a YouTube video, The Tragic Life and Murder of the Famous Lobster Boy. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. That's not good news. No. Okay, I'm gonna. I want to see what the Lobster Man from Mars is. A movie mogul in search of tax shelter screens a space parody about a young woman and a mad a mad scientist and a space monster. That doesn't sound very fun. So I googled scary lobster movies and it just gave me the Lobster. Um, <laughs> which is not. I believe not about a, lobsters. No, I guess cat. If we ever have a, if we ever can make a low budget horror movie oh yes it should be it should be about a giant lobster one like a godzilla a lobzilla that's it that's the title (laughs) it'll be a combination of godzilla and pacific rim excellent right isn't that the name of that movie with the big thing yeah but but pacific rim is more about them fighting it and like cool sci-fi, I feel like rather than. Can you imagine if you had a lobster the size of Godzilla? How much like once you killed it, set for life, baby. The the movie needs to end with a bunch of the the like handful of survivors, like the the because you know some be... people have to die because it's yeah. a, a scary monster water monster. It has monster to be movie. set in Boston though, right? Of we need course. a shot of I was it snipping off. Well, but I, it'd be really fun to have a shot of it snipping off the prudential, the top of the, the antenna on the prudential center. Oh my god. Maybe it starts in the cape. What if... It starts in the cape and it destroys the P-Town Tower. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> and all of the gays. <laughs> Wait, no, the lobster can't be homophobic. Okay, that's, I agree. I think, I think a fisherman off the coast of the cape catches like three massive lobsters and everyone's celebrating and then they they find out that they were babies like in piranhas because <gasps> that's that's oh not God. how lobsters work but, no. <laughs> but and then just this giant lobster comes out of the ocean in the boston harbor boston harbor in the harbor revere on revere beach revere um, and snaps off the top of the Prudential Center. Oh my god, it's like a national crisis. And people are like freaking out. They're trying to figure out what to do. It ends with that a, turning a giant swimming pool, like the biggest swimming pool in Boston, into... Into a lobster pot? Yes! <laughs> <gasps> yeah. Oh, uh, where are they going to melt all of the butter, though? Oh. Oh, in the molasses factory? Because, <laughs> you know, that time that the, the molasses flood? Yeah, yeah. Or Should I'm trying to think. Be... No, what they, what they do is they melt. What's it called? Bruins. 
What? Uh, Where the you, Bruins play the sports. Oh, the garden. The garden. They melt. Thank you. I was blanking. They melt, they melt the, the garden. Ice? Yeah, to make a giant Ooh. lobster pot. Ooh, it's also where the Celtics play. Yeah. Um, and then they melt the butter at Fenway, I guess. Oh, it's it's all of the uh, pretzel stands at Fenway <laughs> come together to make enough butter to for this lobster. And, and then, all of the restaurants that sell lobster in the Boston area that whose owners are still alive. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just imagining everybody just sitting in the bleachers at Fenway, the like partially destroyed beaches bleachers at Fenway. The green monster is totally gone, right? Yeah. Tragically. And this the Sitco sign is like sitting in the middle of the Fenway, like near Harvard Square. And it's broken it's so it just says go. Yes. This is trademark. This is copyrighted. This is our idea. Nobody um. take it. And anyway, it, the movie ends with all the survivors, like, tired, battered, eating lobster rolls. Is our hero in Fenway. Mark Wahlberg? Um, I doubt we could afford him. But if we can, we if, have, can, if we we have can really get, old if we have the wait. budget to get any famous person from Boston, it has thought. to be Chris Evans. It should. Well, Chris Evans, I think, would do it just for funsies. I feel like we could we could get him to do it. No, I was saying, you know, like, how there's always, like, that old wise character who's like, I know how to do this. It should be Ben Affleck, but from the meme, yes. <laughs> where he's really tired and smoking. Yeah. That's who it should he's be. He's just like, I know what to do. You know what you do with a lobster. God. Um, also, very important is... Getting giant rubber bands to put on its <laughs> claws. For the claws. Oh my god. I'm trying that's to think what they've first, in Boston. That's what they they could no, use. that's what they try first. They try to like helicopter rubber bands onto the onto the claws using like helicopters and then the plane the, the helicopters get knocked out of the sky. And yeah. that's how the Sitco sign gets cut in half. Exactly. <laughs> Wow, we know a I lot of... I can't tell if we're geniuses <laughs> or if this is the stupidest thing we've ever talked about on our podcast. Can The Rock be in it? Because no, dis- no disaster movie is complete. I think every disaster movie The Rock has ever been in has only been improved by his presence. Fair. He has to be in it somehow. He and Chris Evans... What if, it, what if they were just playing themselves? <laughs> <laughs> like exaggerated versions of themselves. Okay. What listen, if this is like a meta? I, under, I understand that my what instinct is, is to make like... everything gay, but what if they're on a date in P Town at the beginning of the movie? Ooh. Ooh, that'd be very good. That'd be very good. We could get Chris Evans' younger brother to do it, who is gay. Ooh. Then we have rep then we have representation. Yeah. We could get two gay actors from Boston. <laughs> Would this be a sort of like um is this gonna be like a the like that the movie where all of the act where it's the end of the world and all of the actors are playing themselves? I I feel like we gotta get a lot of them to just play like really exaggerated Boston no, stereotypes. Like oh yeah, we could get Rachel Dratch to come do it too. Incredible. We have to get somebody, we have to get the one person who's like, the one, the, the one person who's like, I'm here for my dunks and I don't care. 
Yeah. And then they get, like, smashed by the tail or something. This is... I hope when we have a fan base, somebody makes an animatic of us talking about this movie. Yes. Please. Our stretch goal, our stretch goal on Patreon, our stretchiest stretch goal can be um, us making this movie. Yeah. I'm going to sneeze. Hang on. So that was a little bit. <laughs> oh, boy. Um... It's a good thing we're doing a rapid fire. Yeah, a lightning a round. Light, a lightning round for your section. Hang on. Um, I just would like to remind everybody that our sponsor this week is, once again, water. So drink your wa- <coughs> Drink your water. Try not to die in the process. Mm. I thought I saw something outside. I did not. Should we have a lightning round? There are yes. really no, like, there are no... Lobster, like, disaster lobster movies. Hang on. I googled lobster disaster movies, so. I'm shocked. What? Because there's, we've had crocodiles. We've had sharks, a classic. We are very intimately acquainted with piranhas. I don't, know. I don't like that, the way I phrased that. Sorry, what? I said we are intimately acquainted with piranhas. Ah, I, I mean, like that, that, doesn't that happen in the movie? <gasps> oh, no, you're right. There's oh a piranha God. in her kitchen and it bites her boyfriend's dick off. Oh, my God. I hate that movie so much. <clears throat> Everybody in that movie. Sorry. Can I, can we just go on a, another, yet another quick tangent about piranhas? Mm-hmm. So the first piranhas movie is Piranhas 3D, right? Mm-hmm. And then the piranha, the second piranha movies is piranhas. Three double D. Three double D because it's gross. Because the titties. Pir- because titties. The first piranhas movie is like not even worth watching. It's so disgusting. It's so gross and bad. Like genuinely, like, dis- like genuinely, or at the very least, don't watch it if you have a weak stomach. Yeah. Or don't like extreme gore. Because yeah. it's, rev- it's revolt. Some okay. Trigger warning, and I don't mean this as like a as like a joking trigger warning. Um, actual trigger warning for like I'm gonna describe some gross stuff. Some woman gets her hair caught in the propeller of a boat and gets her like whole scalp ripped off. It's disgusting. Now piranhas three double D. I have never come across a movie with a greater sense of irony. It's so good. Okay, are we ready for the lightning round? I am so ready for our lightning round. Okay. I'm like trying to figure out. Okay. I'm just, it's going to be headline subtitle. And then we can discuss each one if we feel the need to. Go Um, for it. So this article by Margaret Renkel. And these are all in the New York Times. um, Is the opinion piece... And it's titled And Play Like a Girl She Did. Vanderbilt's Sarah Fuller is the first woman to play Power 5 football. She's been a long time coming. Cool. Um, Wait, like football, like, like football, football? Football, football. Where? Um, Vanderbilt. Oh, Vanderbilt University. See, oh, I'm thinking of Vanderpump Rules. Oh, no, See? never mind. It's soccer. Oh, is this a British one? 
I she played college football at Vanderbilt, but it keeps saying soccer. So maybe she's going on to play soccer. Oh, yep. Because... No, it's both of them. Oh, well, probably was she a kicker? Was she yeah. a place kicker? Mm-hmm. That's I would have put money on that. Somebody at our high school was played soccer um, and was a kicker. I've got another subtitle for you. When Sarah Fuller kicked off the second half for the Commodores on November 28th, she also, excuse me, she also kicked through a glass ceiling. Cool. Um, uh, a race against, sorry. What? I said ew because I just got an email reminding me about my student loans. Ew. Um, a race against time to rescue a reef from climate change. In an unusual experiment, a coral reef in Mexico is now insured against hurricanes. A team of locals known as the Brigade rushed to repair the devastated corals piece by piece. That's really cool. I saw a documentary the other day called My Octopus Teacher, and it made me cry so much. It was so good. I sh- everyone should watch it. I will oh, never yeah. eat octopus ever again. They're so smart. Um, how scientists track down a mass killer of salmon. Something oh. was decimating the salmon population that had been restored to creeks around Puget Sound. Is it a bear? I, I'm trying to remember. I need to know. I'm like rereading it. Um, it was a disease. <clears throat> oh, that's no fun. Um, See, if it had been a bear, then we could have talked about Fat Bear Week again. Yeah. The best week of the year. But they, COVID they didn't so stop they partnered- that, that. Sorry. They, I said COVID didn't stop. Oh, wait. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Nope. I'll just shut up. <laughs> COVID can't stop these fat bears. <laughs> that's what we should have called the t- the episode. Um. Well, that's the name of an article, I think, about Fat Bear Week. Oh. Uh, Never mind. But uh, the one of the things that I really appreciate about this is it was, oh, goodness, please. I clicked into a picture and it wouldn't let me leave. Um, they teamed up with a local, the, the, the scientists who were leading the, running the investigation teamed up with a local fish hatchery run by the Suquamish tribe. Suquamish. Cool. Um, like, actually cool. Yeah. Um... Uh, do 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 do. Do you want to know what's? I've weird? just Sorry. I've saved a lot of um interest piece opinion pieces about Dolly Parton just because I love her. So I'm scrolling I... through those. There's also one in here called Dear Academy. Please give Cher another Oscar. Yeah, I see no problems with that. I was just thinking <clears throat> about like movies and stuff, mm-hmm. and about how weird it is. I was watching something with my mother. And it's really weird to see, like, people just out in the world, even though I know it's movies, but it's weird to see, like, people in big crowds. Like, what I wouldn't give... I can't believe I'm, like, I have the desire to be in a big crowd. I've never had that before in my entire life. And now I'm like, I would pay money to be in a crowd of people and feel safe. Yeah. I, it's, no, 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 I'd get, I'd pay money to be in a crowd of people and feel safe from the coronavirus and unsafe because of everything else. Mm. Because I um, don't like crowds. Okay, there's also uh, Say You Want to Build a Monolith. Experts in design and special effects said the monoliths appearing around the world are not that difficult to replicate. That doesn't mean you should try to replicate them. Cat, let's do it. Um, Cleveland's baseball team will drop its offensive team name. Fuck hell yes. yes. 
Yes. I have a lot of family in Cleveland who are really into sports. Um, and they are very happy about this. Good. I That's really exciting. Because they were, they were anti the name for a while. Yeah, it's um, a terrible name. Uh, yeah, Cleveland Is, has not announced we, the new name yet. Where have we landed? The Cleveland Browns, their football team, what is that? Is it just the color? Is that what it's like? I have no idea. Uh, oh my God! They, they, so there's there's a there's a a, a secondary article in this one where they're talking about like potential names that have been thrown out, and somebody suggested the Cleveland Beavers, which why? Sorry, I was reading about why the Cleveland Browns are called the Cleveland Browns, and I guess it's just because it's named after a dude. Yeah. It's just some, it's named after just some guy. Uh, um, Apparently, at one point, they were called the Cleveland Spiders, which, why did they ever change it into something offensive from the Spiders? Here's an article that says five simple re- reasons why the Cleveland Browns are the are the NFL's worst franchise. <laughs> Jesus. Um okay. Um so that was that was one. Um Ski Champion comes out as gay. I'm ready to be happy. In an interview with New York Times, Hig Roberts, a two-time US national champion, becomes the first elite men's alpine skier to publicly come out as gay, hoping to encourage others to be themselves. Yay! Um, yeah, a ski champion came out as gay to encourage so cool. other people to be themselves. That's so cool. Um, at I the- wish I could come out as a gay ski champion. <laughs> I could just come out as a gay me. Which I already did. Life is so boring for me. <laughs> um, at the U.S. Women's Open, a love story. They met playing against each other in rec league women's hockey. Now Alina Sharp and her caddy, Sarah ba- Bauman, are honeymooning on the golf course. Okay, this is the only valid golf story. Um, this is the only time. I told my dad. My dad watches a lot of golf. My dad plays golf. I hate golf as, like, a sport. But I will say I took a golf class at, in college because we have PE requirements. It is fun to see that ball go far. I like, um, what's it called? Where you hit it. Driving. Driving ranges. Driving. That's the only good part about golf. Everything else kind of sucks. No, no, no. If you combined all of just the driving part and the mini golf part of golf, perfect sport. Perfect sport. Because driving is really fun. It is fun when you get to, like, hit that ball and it do go far. But I told my dad, my dad was watching the, um, the women's... Mini golf is just superior to regular golf. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> my dad was watching the women's golf open, which is called the, 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 the league they play under is the LPGA, the ladies PGA, which I don't like, whatever. Um, and I was telling my dad, cause I was watching with him, he was like, you normally hate when I watch golf. And I was like, yeah, but these are women, so I don't care. It's like, these are women, so it's better. And he was like, so you hate men's golf? And I was like, yes. As I used to say when I worked at the sports bar to my to my customers who had a sense of humor, I would always say, mm, I don't really watch men's sports. I prefer real sports. Nice. 
which would get them all riled up and it would be really funny to me personally. Um, next on the bit, uh, next on the list, EU agrees to slash carbon emissions by 2030. Good. No further comment. Yeah. They, <laughs> they want to cut gas emissions by 55% in the EU. Good. Um, next is how to save phallic flowers from being inbred into extinction. Excuse me. Can you repeat that? Please. How to save phallic flowers from being inbred into extinction. Hang on, Kat. I've got something I need to show you, but I have to leave the room. Okay. I'm going to just skim this article for y'all. To preserve corpse flowers and other rare plants, botanic gardens are borrowing stud books, an approach used by zoos and horse breeders. Um, uh, Naturally, they're starting with a plant with a Latin name that means large mist large i'm gonna wait for sophia to come back holy shit what are you i can't hear what you're laughing about i just see that you're crying um so i was i was just reading this article while we waited for you to come back um and um to save endangered plant species horticulturalists are using a tactic they've uh borrowed from horse breeders and zookeepers building breeding registries or stud books uh to avoid flowers yeah cool uh, you want to naturally, see my mom grew? wait, wait, no, please, oh, please okay. let me finish this paragraph. It's okay. so worth it. Uh, naturally, they're starting with a plant with a Latin name that means large mis- misshapen penis. Excellent. Do you want to see something my mother grew? Yes. Beautiful. It does. It doesn't fit in my Zoom window. My mother grew a penis. It's, it's a squash. It's a very it's a long gourd. Is it a butternut squash? I don't know what kind of squash it is. It's a gourd. It's a gourd. It's a penis, though. It is. It is phallic. Um, it's so. It's like what? A foot and a half long, if not more. It's longer than my like torso. Two feet from tip to balls. More than that. Hang on, I have a measuring tape here somewhere. Um. This looks so bad in the Zoom window. <laughs> you should just this have looks... it in the background during your next class. I'm done with classes. Oh, right. Next Sorry, semester. That's... Oh, but you're in person, right? I'll take it with me to campus. I'll just carry it around. I'll be that person. Okay, from tip to balls, it is 19 and a half inches. Incredible. That's one big penis. Can you imagine if somebody had? <laughs> Can you imagine if somebody had that? Hang on. <laughs> no, that's terrible. They'd <laughs> have to get new pants. <laughs> You'd have to get a sleeve for it. Yeah, but I I just I can't like get past be, the Latin burden. the Latin name, the the fancy scientific name. Of this plant, this flower. Is big is misshapen penis? Yeah. I'm just gonna is keep large this here. misshapen penis. I'm just gonna keep this here. Um We don't have a name for it. Oh, we do have a name for it. It's the name is Dick, obviously. Nice. Um and my final lightning round article is Bad Sex and Fiction Award is cancelled as 2020 was bad enough. 
editors Wait. of the Literary Review, which has given the award for almost 30 years, said the public had been subjected to too many bad years this year to justify exposing it to bad sex as well. Is this like smut? I believe so, yeah. But like published smut. So so like Fifty Shades of Grey, but like worse. Yeah. Uh, the judges felt that uh, blah, 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 blah. They warned, however, that the cancellation of the 2020 awards should not be taken as a license to write, write bad sex. Yeah, don't do that. If you're going to write sex, if you're going to write sex in your book. The, wor- the award's purpose, according to the magazine, is to honor the year's most outstandingly awful scene of sexual description and to draw attention to the poorly written, redundant, or downright cringeworthy passages of sexual description in modern fiction. Oh god. my god. Oh my god. Do you want to hear some there... some quotes from previous winners? Cat, hold on. Let me get ready. Boy, do I ever. You um, betcha. Got to make sure there's no um for some reason you've made it this far and there are minors in the room or you in fact are under the age of 18. Don't don't listen to this. Don't listen to this. Or um, if you do, just don't tell us. Yeah. Adults only. Um, Kat, can nominated- I just before wait before you do this? Mm-hmm. I'd just like to say I'm glad we're as close as we are. <laughs> for me, this isn't awkward. Oh, of course. But not. I can imagine if I was doing this with certain other friends of mine. Okay, so um, so nominated passage have included a comparison of an orgasm to a demon eel. Excuse me! A comparison of an orgasm to, quote-unquote, a demon eel. Um, I hate that. Conches that could support a whole array of toothbrushes. Ex- wait. Oh, hold on, hang on. My, I, need to, I need a second to, like, to process that one. I need a second to, like, create a mental image of that. <laughs> Um, okay. Wait, uh, haunches is in, like, butt? Yeah, I, I assume, yes. Like, hips? Hold on, now I... I think haunches is ass. Hey, hey, Siri? What are haunches? She's not gonna answer me, I didn't say mm. it loud enough, but... The winner in 2013 compared sex to exploding supernovas, having characters streak like superheroes past solar systems and dive through shoals of quarks and atomic nuclei. Wait, I could understand somebody saying, like, it's like a supernova, you know, because it's, like, really good. But the rest of it is unnecessary. Uh, Norman Mailer won posthumously in 2007 thanks to his inventive use of the phrase, a coil of excrement. Excuse me? The winner in 1997, Nicholas Royal, described an exclamation somewhere between a beach seal and a police siren. I, are most of these written by men? Yes. Okay. Just speaking short. That's literally the start of the next paragraph. Though the list of winners is dominated by men, a few women have claimed the prize, including Rachel Johnson, a former magazine editor and sister of Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Excuse me? <laughs> Hold on. That went somewhere I was not expecting it to go. 
Wait, wait, wait. Can you just read that sentence again? The, f- the list of winners is dominated by men. A few women have claimed the prize, including Rachel Johnson, a former magazine editor and sister of Prime Minister Boris Johnson of Britain, who won in 2008. Well, we should know who they're, we know, I bet I know who their parents are more proud of. The judges noted her repeated use of animal in- imagery as oh, when no. she compared a character's fingers to a moth caught inside a lampshade and his tongue to a cat lip like, fuck. Sorry, <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me, I did not catch that last one. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing too hard. Um, a moth caught inside a lampshade was the character's fingers and his tongue to a cat lapping up a dish of cream disgusting also i would just like to say my cats don't drink normally one of my cats headbutts his water incredible and also drinks the puddles that are left after somebody showers in the bathtub yes i remember when i was pet sitting one time (laughs) your mom was just like just leave some water in the bathtub for him I was like, what? What? (laughs) He's a weird cat. Although we now have one of those, like, fancy water fountains. It's like a bubbler for our cat, and he really likes it. He does this thing. He does this thing when he goes to drink water where he, like, paws the ground. He's a weird, a weird boy. Um, I'm so sad that they canceled this this year, honestly. Um, That's why my hand hurts. Nominees have included some of the most famous names in fiction of the past 30 years. The year of Miss Johnson's victory, John Updike was given a Lifetime Achievement Award. Authors put on the shortlist have included... For Bad Smut? What? For Bad Smut? Yeah, apparently. Remind me again who John Updike is? I have no idea. Time for some more typing Um, Authors put on the shortlist have included Salman Rushdie... Stephen King and Haruki Murakami. I understand the Stephen King thing. Yeah. I don't know if y'all have read any of Stephen King's hornier books, but they what bad. What are these hornier books? Um, I vividly remember a very up, several very upsetting sex scenes in The Stand. Um. Mm. I've not read any of Stephen King. Oh, here, there's literally a section on John Updike's Wikipedia page that's just called Sex. Incredible. Um, I I remember I read The Stand in eighth grade, and I was, like, traumatized by the sex scenes in that book. Right? Not the brutal murders, but the, the sex, here's for sure. A line, here's a line in one of John Updike's books. His contemporaries invade the ground with wild Dionysian yelps. Mocking both the taboos that would make it forbidden and the lust that drives men to it. That is a sentence I hope I never read again. Um, In other years, literary review editors gather at the In-N-Out Club in central London to celebrate, reading awards, reading excerpts aloud, and giving the winner the award. A plaster foot. Jesus Christ. Why? Who's to say? Um, Do they all have foot fetishes? I have to say, foot fetish, deal breaker. Mm. Uh, most writers have received the award with good humor, including Miss Johnson, who called the, war- the award an absolute honor, and Ian Hollingshead, who said after his 2006 win, I hope I win it every year. Of 
for him. I just, this is the funniest thing I've ever read. This should have been your article for the week. Yeah, I I wasn't sure. I didn't read the article because there were so many that seemed promising, especially like the the coming out stories and the love stories and the Cleveland baseball name and the monolith. Um, this sounds like a story I would pick. Yeah. Um, one, one more uh, story, which I'm not going to read, but I am going to like kind of say... I'm going to read the the headline and then just be like, anyway, uh, the headline, this is a Kotaku article, which I don't know if they're known for their journalism so much as they're known for their cheat guides, but yeah, (laughs) the secret to the success of Bastion, Pyre and Hades, no forced crunch. Yes. Forced vacations. Um, Yeah. It's been 10 years since Supergiant Games opened its doors. The team put all of their hopes into the studio's debut game, Bastion, an action RPG with the narrator. It succeeded with flying colors. Since then, the studio has released Transistor, Pyre, and my personal favorite game right now, Hades. Every single one receiving critical acclaim and financial success. The team's big secret, everybody's actually happy to work there. Nice. Um, Yeah. Um, many, 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 many of your favorite games were made by mistreating the people who make them. But Hades, they are forced to take breaks and given vacations. (laughs) And I respect that. And I really appreciate that. Because it it makes such a, the game is really fun and lighthearted like a lot of it, it feels like a lot of those indie games made by one person for fun because mm. it's made by people who are enjoying themselves that's really good you know what i feel like i should find more articles from the boston globe how do you look for articles on the new york times um i scroll through sections that sound promising my go-to's tend to be like arts or uh human interest or, I mean, re- recently I scrolled through sports and found a bunch of gay stuff. There's a in tab addition of, to the the Cleveland baseball team. There's article. a tab on the Boston Globe's website that just says marijuana. Fair. Oh, the top article is chief of staff to ex mayor of Fall River pleads guilty to extortion and bribery charges. Yeah, you ge- generally need to scroll a while to find some good stuff. Um, yeah, so you have heard the good news, unless you have more stuff you want to say. We are an hour and 20 minutes into recording. Do you have anything I'd like to say? No, just that the coffee is not making my tummy hurt. Oh, nice. My mouth no longer tastes like blood. That's great. Um, Um, you have heard the good news about, where did we even begin? Um, BBC Audio Library. That. Um, Star Wars. Star Wars. Um, that big, big old goldfish. Lobsters. Um, are, the, are the, we spent... the, the soon to be made. The, <laughs> we spent. The, the soon I'm... to be made uh, Lobzilla movie. I'm guessing we spent a solid like 10, 10 minutes. At least. 10 minutes of this past episode talking about. Lobzilla. Um, 
Also, uh, gay God, if somebody skier. wants to commission merch for Lobzilla, <laughs> if somebody wants to draw merch of that, uh, please. Please. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, you heard the good news about gay skier and gay golfer who... I, I just I would just like to reiterate this this woman these women met while playing recreational hockey and then one of them is a professional golfer and the other one was her caddy and now they're married and that's beautiful. Um, so gay. Also, Cleveland baseball team is changing their name. Good. Uh, please tweet us with what you think their new name should be. We don't have any input in that. I just think it the would be really fun. The, Cle- the Cleveland Butches. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think they should go back to being the Cleveland Spiders. Um. I tried to make the spider sound from, from, um. Harry Potter? Minecraft. Oh. Um. Took me a second to Oh, you've also heard the good news about bad sex and phallic flowers and. And my mom's giant gourd. Yes. And how Supergiant Games doesn't hurt their workers. All very, very good things. I have been Sophia. I have been Kat. And you have heard the good news. Also, I would just like to say, it's so much more fun. Not that I wasn't having fun before, but it's so much more fun to record when I'm not... When Tired? When doesn't feel like it's melting. Yeah. I like this. Anyway, thank you for listening. You've heard the good news. See you next week. Bye. Love you. Bye.